0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
1: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, the ESPN app. Check out the app if you don't have it. You probably do have it. You can listen to us anywhere. Oh, I got to go. I can't listen. Oh, I already got to where I'm going. I got to turn the, off the car. I got to get out. No, you can hear us on the app. So. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. And guys, this is the way I want to phrase this question, because I think it is a real one. I'm not talking about who's on the hot seat, whose job depends on nothing like that. What I want to know, and we're going to talk about this throughout the hour, who needs a playoff win more this year, Belichick or Mike McCarthy? Bill Belichick. Is cons- I once considered, before- when Tom Brady was there, I thought Bill Belichick was clearly the greatest coach in the history of American team sports. Gee, did you hear me sigh? Because you are not supposed to be able to win the Super Bowl six times in 18 years in an NFL that's all about parity. <clears throat> and people were like, oh, is it more Brady or Belichick? I'm like, you got to be crazy. Of course it's the coach. It's football. It's always more about the coach than anything, right? Then Brady left. He hasn't won a playoff game. Now, do no, you stop, the- Max. Listen, we are in year three. Key, he was seven and nine. He made the playoffs with a rookie quarterback. That's good. He's not the only can, coach to do that. Can we, can we cut through the chase? If the end so, of this season he doesn't have a playoff win, that's three years no playoff. Can we, can we win. cut to
2: the chase? So, if you're are you building a case for Bill Belichick to not be the greatest coach of all time? And if you are, then tell me a solution <clears throat> on who you think is the greatest coach of all time. What
1: I would say is, I think Belichick went from clearly he's the greatest. NFL coach of all time. Two, he is in the conversation with Vince Lombardi and with uh, uh, Bill Walsh. Chuck Noll, And with Chuck Knoll, sure. He's in that conversation. And maybe he, he wins the argument. But now you have to start talking about it because if the one variable is the greatest quarterback of all time and you've never won a Super Bowl as a head coach without him. Come on, Max. But that's the real, though. I'm not Phil making Jack- it up.
2: Is Phil Jackson the greatest coach of all time? I In think NBA? there's a strong. Yeah, argument. Yeah. Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. Are you holding that against them? Like well, you don't do it for certain people, but yet when it comes to no. Bill Belichick, well, hold you hold on, it no, against but, him. But you got Tom
1: Brady. You can't just tie Phil Jackson's success to Michael Jordan. Well, he won without Michael Jordan. He did. Yeah, with what Kobe Bryant and Shaq. Kobe right, Brian. and because what? And because of uh, Kobe, what did Kobe and Shaq do without Phil Jackson? See what I mean? But
0: well,
3: well, what did Tom Brady do to without Bill Belichick?
2: They didn't yeah, win yeah, anything without Jackson. Phil Jackson, anything. But, but Kobe didn't play for anybody else. No, it's other yes, than he the did. Lakers. Yes,
1: he did. Other yeah, than the Lakers, yeah. But yeah. But, guy, but other guy, but the coaches, coaches other than Phil for. Jackson. And by the way, okay, so, so, did so Michael Shaq Jordan. won one
2: in Miami with D Wade.
1: <clears throat> Shaq did. Yep. So <clears throat> does
2: that minimize Phil Jackson?
1: I wouldn't say it minimizes him, but it Why? would look even better for Phil Jackson if he didn't win without him. Yeah, still looks.
2: <laughs> you but you, you never use that argument. <clears> Be like you only hit, use this argument for Bill. You never bring that that part
3: up That's for Phil Jackson. Jay, how would you know? You never heard me make that argument. I, you know, really it was it a perfect. It was a it was a, a a perfect situation. Okay, for Tom Brady to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Agreed. Tom Brady did exactly what he should have done: find a team that had a little more talent than he had in New England. Mind you, he did go to the divisional round of the playoffs the year that he left and they lost to Tennessee. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like they completely were failures at the end in New England. They just didn't – Tennessee just was a hungrier, younger team that pounded on them, and Vrabel kind of knew the Belichick way and went in and took care of business. What I would say is it – when you ask the question which one of these coaches – need a playoff win the most, I would simply say it's Mike McCarthy. It's not
2: even a question.
3: Opposed to Bill Belichick. Because Bill Belichick, if he didn't make the playoffs, he's not getting fired. If Mike McCarthy doesn't, as the owner said, doesn't have a nice deep run in the playoffs, which to me means a win, He's probably going to get fired.
1: I understand you could always point to that and say, look, one dude's job is on the line and that's legitimate. If that's how you're judging it, I can't argue with, with how you see it. But the way I see it is this. When there is something as large as the number one legacy of all time at stake, and I do think it's at stake for Belichick, Jay, don't confuse what I'm saying with this means that nothing he did counts. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm saying that. His his record goes from unassailable to all of a sudden you can start to find things that say, well, hold on, wait a minute. He net like ne- three years after Tom Brady left, he didn't win a single playoff game. But, but Max, even if
2: he doesn't get to the playoffs, ever like, he's still cemented as the greatest of all time. Oh the greatest?
3: Really? There's yes. nothing he could really I mean they made it to the playoffs this year with the with the rookie quarterback. Okay, so other coaches have done that. Not only not <laughs> only not only that, Jay, it's not even about a rookie quarterback. He's won six Super Bowls and gone to nine. Mm-hmm. 17 divisional championships in 20 years, Key. Now, I'm going to ask All you, uh, in, in in the 20 years that he's been the coach of the New England Patriots, how many Hall of Fame players do you think he's had? Uh, off the top of my head, I don't know. I don't
1: know, but he had the one Hall of Fame player that mattered, and he, without it, him, he never well, won. Hold
3: on. In, eight, in 20 years, though, he's only had three Hall of Fame players, three. Mm -hmm. Two of them are already in. The other one, two of them are already in, and the other one will be in whenever he decides he wants to be in. Seymour, who just got inducted this past year, and Ty Law, both of them on the defensive side of the ball. Nobody on the offensive side of the ball except Tom Brady and then Gronkowski later on in Tom Brady and Bill Belichick's coaching careers. He's done all that, despite not having... He had he had the greatest quarterback of all time. Come on, But man. did you can't... The, gra- okay. he, the
1: first he, year Tom Brady wasn't his with first Dalton, three won years that the they won the Super Bowl. So, so, the first
3: three no. years that they won a Super Bowl wasn't about Tom Brady. But, oh, he, but, but you can he, say, but say that. He, Hold he, on. He, here's, here's another parallel I can say he, that because it's fact. But he didn't win without Tom Brady. Here's another parallel
2: I go I go back to basketball. So... It's you've agreed to me. I heard you say this before that Phil Jackson is the greatest basketball coach of all time. Yeah, I think I think so. Phil Jackson's run with the Knicks didn't affect your opinion of his coaching ability
1: as as the GM. Well,
2: GM coaching president. I mean, he he had years where they were not great with the Lakers too.
1: No, what I would say about Phil Jackson is this: I have argued that Phil Jackson's number one. Right. However, I don't claim like Bill Belichick was different for me. Bill Belichick did, did something that was so different from everyone else. Now, people used to make arguments to me against Belichick, and I'd be like, no, nah, no, nah, nah. But they'd be like, look, he didn't win any Super Bowls with the Browns. He had some bad seasons in Cleveland. He got to the, to the Patriots. He was, he, never,
3: Cleveland. he was in Cleveland a
1: uh, day. Jay, uh, Key, I'm talking about arguments that were made to me about Belichick back in the day. These are arguments. You could argue against them, but these, this is what was said through the years. Then he never won a Super Bowl with the Patriots without Tom Brady. And I would point out, hey he won eleven he won eleven games Belichick did with Matt Castle when Brady wasn't there, and people would point out they won they were undefeated the year before, and they didn't make the playoffs in the year they didn't have Brady so now all those all those pieces of evidence the fact is. Since Brady left, he had a losing season, and then he made the playoffs with a rookie quarterback but didn't win a playoff game. And, guys, if he, if he wins a playoff game this year, that's really good, and that shows that a lot of what you're saying is true. If he doesn't make the playoffs this year or doesn't win a playoff game, it doesn't mean all the other stuff didn't count. But it does mean without Tom Brady, he really hadn't done anything as a head coach. So what if
3: Brady doesn't make the playoffs? At the age of 45? Well, see, After now winning you throw, a Super Bowl throw, two years now ago, throwing his age in there. yeah, now you're throwing his age in there. Yes. But then I could also, I can also say, well, Belichick didn't have any players when he it left a, the first year when they went seven and nine, and they had Cam Newton and they had to scrap everything. They didn't have any players? Didn't have anything. Oh, that's not to say. He's and not even, a even good if he, coach. and that's the reason that, that's the reason that Tom Brady decided to leave. Yeah, I agree. So, Key. That's not. But I'm not arguing he's not a great coach. I'm
1: saying the goat. The greatest of all time. He uh, he's an excellent coach. Clearly, to do the things you're talking about, even since Brady left, that's a real good coach. You're probably but the his, only on a person sale I know. Lead, the greatest coach
3: of all time. He is. You're probably too. the he only is. person I know that are that's trying to argue that Bill Belichick isn't the greatest coach in the modern era of football. He might be.
2: Or he might not be. And did this whole conversation originate off of whose legacy has
1: more at stake? Is that is that no? Is that the I'm saying who needs win what I'm saying is Mike McCarthy you, needs to win more to keep we, his we, job we, in the playoffs. But Belichick is protecting a legacy that's number one ever. I think the stakes are higher.
2: Yeah, but you, we can't even put Mike McCarthy and Bill Belichick in the same breath. Well, no, of course not. For what's at stake, I mean, even legacy wise, if, if Bill Belichick misses the playoffs this year, his legacy is not affected. It won't be affected by anybody else in the world. Untrue. But you untrue. But you no. Nope. You're the only person nope. questioning Bill Belichick's
1: legacy. That's hold on. You're the only. I'm one not doing questioning it. his legacy as a Hall of Fame coach. I'm you're questioning it as, as the, the number all time. one legacy ever. And, and if three years without the only quarterback he ever won a Super Bowl with, he can't win a playoff. So build the
2: case for somebody else.
1: Who I told him. you, I said, Vince Lombardi. You Lamarty, gave me multiple people. Uh, I, I would have to sit down and figure out who oh, I think is number one. you should be doing this but if the, you're making an argument n- for No, it. no. What I'm saying is, it, and it may be Belichick, what I'm saying is he's, he falls back to the pack. There's an argument again. But, Whereas but you, once you, upon but, a but time, but there was no things, argument.
3: But but it ain't just about Tom Brady, man. Y'all, you, you keep saying, you do you do understand Willie McGinnis and Teddy Bruschi and Ted Johnson and Vince Wolfork and, and Asante Samuel and Ty Law and Lawyer Malloy and in, in Corey Dillon and Antoine Edwards and all, all the different players that he's had that have come through there outside of Tom Brady. It wasn't just Tom Brady. Okay, so Key, is this, there's Especially no question. the Belichick, three
1: Super Bowls. So, so Belichick is no question number one over Bill Walsh, over Vince Lombardi, over Chuck Knoll, over everyone, right? He's number one clearly? Is Tom Brady number one clearly over Joe Montana? I would say, based on longevity, you have to give it to Brady, yeah.
3: Okay, so... Based on longevity, you know Bill Belichick's been coaching forever, and he has six Super Bowl rings, and Bill Walsh does not. Mm-hmm. So if, if so, if Bill Tom Walsh Brady has longevity with two, in yep. and Joe Montana has four.
1: Mm-hmm, that's right.
3: So if you're gonna say Tom Brady's the best that ever do it, Bill on, Walsh also
1: invented an offense, basically, or popularized and, 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 it that changed the NFL,
3: and Bill Belichick also. Done a whole bunch of other things inventing it. Yeah, but this but and Key, what I'm saying, saying is I, dad I, I, I
1: may even agree with you with Spelichick. I don't I, mean, I think it probably is. And and but but like if he doesn't win a playoff game, my point is it's an argument again. Where there was no argument when Brady was there. Can
2: we bring my guy Reese Davis into this conversation, please? Sure. Host of ESPN
1: game College Game Day and ESPN College Game Day podcast. The great Reese Davis, ladies and gentlemen. He joins us on behalf of Eckridge Smoked Sausage. Find them in the refrigerated meat aisle at your favorite grocery store to create one-of-a-kind sausage recipes. Eckridge, you do you. What's going on, Reese? Hello, R.D. Uh,
0: I'm just sitting here being entertained by uh, by this splitting of hairs that you guys have uh, on the hot takes. I mean, it's got it's got to be Belichick, right? I mean, the you know the argument I hate out of all of this mm-hmm. is that, well, Belichick never won without Tom Brady. Well, okay, fine, but I mean, precious few are the coaches who've won without great players. But I've seen, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of uh, bad coaches screw up teams with great players. Am I right about that?
1: Yeah, but that's we're not. I, but, Reese. My point is not you, that he's At not a great somebody coach. Somebody with some reason Hold on, on the damn guys. show, Reese. My thank point you. is not that Belichick is not a great coach. He's clearly a great coach, and he just won't get to the playoffs with so the rookie quarterback. My point is simply that before Tom Brady left. There was there was no argument for anyone else he's the goat by far there's nothing like and now if he doesn't win a single playoff game 3 years after brady with for 3 years without brady now all of a sudden there will be arguments for bill walsh for vince lombardi for others that he comes back to the pack a little bit that's outrageous
0: uh, i don't know if it's outrageous i just i think he sort of set himself apart you know, I, I think he's taken a step apart. And if he doesn't finish up with another Super Bowl, very few walk out on top in any walk of life. They drag most of us out boots first in ways that we didn't want to go. You know, what I, mean? I mean, that's sort of, I mean, life is suffering. You just have to eliminate the unnecessary suffering as best you can. So, you know, if, if Belichick's suffering at the end is not winning playoff games, I don't think it diminishes, uh, diminishes his standing at the top. Reese Davis, in my, host. Sport, in my sport, there's not really any debate about who the greatest is, the greatest of all time, and and of current time. That's a pretty easy. that's a pretty easy equation right now.
3: Right. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Reese Davis, host of ESPN College Game Day and ESPN College Game Day podcast. Uh, so when you talk about Alabama, they didn't win a national title last year. <laughs> Ohio State didn't win a national title a year ago, but Georgia did. Are these three teams clearly the best teams right now in college football?
0: Yes. And there's a pretty significant gap in the rest. Things could happen this year that, you know, whether it be misfortune injury, bad chemistry, whatever to bring them back to the pack, but even with all of the players that Georgia lost on defense, they're just replacing them with the next set of potential stars. And that is really the question about georgia among those three right now i think how close are they to this alabama juggernaut not in the current moment but in terms of being able to send you know five defensive guys to the first round of the nfl and then come back and do it again and go to the playoff with the next set of recruits i personally think they're there and but doing it you know remains to be seen and i think there's a there's a gulf between them and those three and everybody else in terms of rosters from top to bottom. Closest would probably probably be Clemson in terms of talent with a big quarterback question still, and I, and I really like Utah. And Keyshawn, I think from your standpoint, I'm still a little skeptical of USC because of the dynamic of putting all that together in the first year, but it probably won't be long until you know we can see USC ascend back into that realm. At some point over the next few years.
2: Okay, RD, let's get uh, let's get to the Buckeyes coming up this weekend, big time game against Notre Dame. Uh, what does Notre Dame have to do in order to pull off the upset?
0: Man, uh, I mean they'll have to be uh, Jay will they'll have to be effective throwing the ball. They're bringing in uh, Tyler Buckner who played some last year, but memory serves has more career rushing yards and passing yards right now. Uh, not that he's not capable of throwing. It's just that Jack Cohn played most of the time last year. And no matter how good you are on defense, and this would even you know this would even go for the Alabama defense, which I think from a talent standpoint has a chance to be historically great, or the Georgia defense, which has you know elite level talent, you're not stopping Ohio State, period. They're going to put up big time points, so you're going to have to keep up to some degree. So for Notre Dame to win the game, they'll need some timely stops. They'll probably need a couple of turnovers, and they'll need Buckner to be really really efficient. Uh, throwing the ball, and you know they Notre Dame's had injury an injury wide receiver to Avery Davis, which will you know will hamper them. But they've got a great tight end. Uh, they've got you know they've got a tough offensive line. If they could run the ball a little bit, you um, Ohio State gave up a boatload of points last year. New defensive coordinator, new scheme. They think they'll be a lot better. But they you know the last time we saw them, Utah was running through them. Michigan was running through them. So, you know, there's an opportunity, I think, for Notre Dame, if they can control the ball a little bit, come up with some timely stops and turnovers um, to have a chance, uh, have a chance to win the game. But, I, you know, I think, I think the number indicates uh, what I think about the disparity between the two, that Ohio State's a pretty significant favorite.
3: Hmm. Reese, unfortunately, I don't care about Notre Dame. I hope they lose by 100. But there is a former <laughs> Notre Dame head coach that is now taking over a program In Louisiana, Brian Kelly takes over LSU, and he's going to have his big debut Sunday night. How much pressure is on him to get the Tigers back to, you know, somewhat of a a national prominence for them in this program?
0: I think there's pressure because... The last two head coaches, not the last three, but Saban reestablished, or really established it. LSU been wandering in the wilderness for generations until, until Saban got there. It was Before Saban arrived, it was the most overrated home field advantage in the history of college football. Um, but once he got there, he established LSU as a power, and then Les Miles won a title. Ed Ogeron won a title. And so that's going to be the expectation. That's why Brian's there. I don't think that there is a grace period necessarily, but I think given the uh, turnover in roster in the first year there, there's not a lot of pressure on Kelly to win a championship or win the SEC West. I do think that they will expect to see something, something beyond just solid play against teams they should beat. I think there's pressure on him to do something big, pull some kind of upset. You know, whether it's you know, knocking off Alabama or um, you know, maybe, you know, maybe winning nine and being in the hunt for the SEC Westlake, maybe knocking off A&M, um, you know, whatever, whatever it might be, I think there is some pressure to have some type of signature moment, but not necessarily in the first year anyway to win a championship.
1: That is Reese Davis, host of ESPN College Game Day and ESPN College Game Day podcast, who foolishly disagrees with my excellent take
0: on, it, <laughs> I didn't disagree or, with it. I just Belichick's like to question legacy. it. You guys, you guys were going at it in a lot of ways. I it
3: because Max has doing. lost Reece, his damn mind. Reese, the, no- line, Reece, the
2: Reece. normally
1: very rational person, that's So we have to deal people.
2: with on a daily basis. <laughs> basis. RD,
1: daily. genius is never under <laughs> pearls before a swine. Thanks, Reese. Appreciate it, man. Good hearing from you. All
3: right, RD. <laughs> All right, guys. See you later. Bye, bye. Max, yo, you, I know you got some issues with your eye. Yeah. You need to go get your brain checked next.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do you understand genius is never understood in its time? I'm trying to help you guys become enlightened. (laughs) Does John Gruden deserve another head coaching job? But first, this word. From Omega Accounting. That key has. Oh is no. Is your has smaller, <laughs> medium sized <laughs> business Jay, Jay. still. Jay, what, tell us about Omega. You too much. Is your smaller, medium sized business still recovering from the pandemic? Let Omega Accounting Solutions help. I want to tell you how Omega can help your business get a $26,000 refund for each employee with the Employee Retention Credit or ERC. This powerful tax credit is based on the wages and health care costs you paid employees during the pandemic. That's right. This is money you already paid the government and you can get back just for keeping your employees working during that difficult time. Call Omega, 800-704-2000, or visit omegataxcredits.com and fill out the form for a free consultation. That's the best price, Jay, free 99. Omega is a BBB partner with 15 years' experience navigating tax incentives. They have recovered over, listen to this, $300 million in cash ERC refunds for customers just in the last six months. From restaurants to solar companies. And your small or medium-sized business could be next. Just let the big business get bailed out and subsidized by the government. What about you? You're entitled to this. Get started now by calling Omega at 800-704-2000 or go to omegataxcredits.com for a free consultation and do it now before the government's filing window closes and this refund is gone for good. Listen
0: to Keyshawn J. Max live everywhere you are download the espn app tap the more tab on the bottom right scroll down and tap live radio espn radio everywhere you are
1: we all know breakfast is an important part of your day but sometimes when you're traveling for business you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any you know what happens you grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely we've all been there But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
4: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply.
5: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com.
1: Keyshawn J. Willenax, ESPN Radio. <laughs> the ESPN app. One app, one tap. You take us anywhere on the ESPN app. Listen to the show live. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, Ex-NFL coach John Gruden, the man with whom Keyshawn Johnson won hey, a yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, 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 yeah. You did win a Super Bowl with him as your coach. You are uniquely qualified on this show. Key, take Talk away. about John Gruden. He, he says his emails are shameful, but the way he said it to me, he felt like he's saying, shame on you emails. You know, like, oh, those emails. Shame on those emails. No, shame on you, coach. He hopes yeah, to he's, get another shot.
3: He, he's dancing, right? He's being careful. He's in front of an audience. He's speaking at a, a, a touchdown club in Little Rock, Arkansas, mm. and he's talking about the, the, the information that's out about him and his emails and the things that he's going through with the NFL and how it was – terminated by the Las Vegas Raiders and, and um, Mark Davis and company. So he's going to say some things that, you know, you, you got to be careful. And I understand that. I understand he's couching his words and don't doesn't want to say anything that he could be heavily scrutinized for. Um, but the damage is already done. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I know that he would love to get back into coaching because he's a coach. That's what they want to do. I don't know that that opportunity is going to come up in the National Football League, although people think that because he has uh, friends, so to speak, in, in the NFL that have coached in the NFL, that are on teams and running teams, that maybe if he doesn't get a head coaching job, he may just want to be a part of an organization. And that's the that's the interesting part, is do the Kyle Shanahan's of the world, the uh, – uh, uh, Sean McVay's of the world want to align themselves with a John Gruden, knowing that these sort of things are out there about him and why he got terminated from the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, remember this though: when he got terminated, fellas, it took him a couple days to make that decision. And originally, Mark Davis wasn't really on board with making that decision, but. For whatever reason, the decision was made and an owner can do whatever he wants to do with his team. The NFL can't tell an owner, as we can see with Deshaun Watson, not to sign a certain player or not to hire a certain coach. My question is, why did Mark Davis eventually part ways with John Gruden? Yeah. Why? I mean, Mark Davis decides to get his hair cut that way. You know, he also decided
1: to give John Gruden a 10-year contract. Who I mean, knows? People I a million dollars. I mean, that's his quite hair, a haircut. Yeah. Dennis in North Carolina. You're on with Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio.
0: Hey, yeah. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, listen. Let me say this. I wouldn't hire John Gruden to coach a team made up of paper mache toy short soldiers. It comes down to a question of trust. And right now, John Gruden does not have trust in the space of the NFL, so he's not worthy. He is not worthy to return to the NFL, or frankly, to return to the collegiate level to coach football. I'm I'm totally on board with what number 19 says. No, no more John Gruden, please. We're done with that. Am I t- saying your name right?
1: Oh uh, no, you know let's go to let's go to Justin in Connecticut. Justin and his name I don't know how to say, but not only that, he's on the top. Justin Craig. Justin in Connecticut. Hey guys, love the show, and uh, Keyshawn, you are always on point, man. Always on point uh, with your takes on things. Lifelong Raider fan, I bleed silver and black. Uh, when they got Gruden on, I was excited and everything about him. But honestly, the apology he just said didn't seem sincere enough. He shouldn't get another uh, coaching job in the NFL, uh, possibly in the college thing, but um. Like disappointed in him a lot, and that's all I gotta say. I think
3: a lot of people, you you know, Jay. I think it's and and you were you were um, all over. I can't even think of the guy's name, the strength coach that got hired by Jacksonville. But you were all over that when they when Urban Meyer hired him a couple years ago. You turned beat red Mm -hmm. because you were all over it. You were this can't happen. Blah blah blah. There's not a difference in that situation in John Gruden's situation. Urban Meyer hired him and then realized, yeah, that's not probably good for my. But you know, it's funny. I I,
2: I don't. I want to say this one time because you and I are on the same page. Oh yeah, yeah. But I just want to clarify that for people because people are saying like, I agree with you, Key. Like I'm playing the opposite road of it. I'm not. I'm on the same page as you. I wouldn't hire him. (laughs) I no, wouldn't want him did. to be a reflection of my university or my franchise. I just bet on somebody taking a chance on him, understanding
3: people and how we deal with them on a day to day basis. No, I, I get you know it. What but, I mean, what, I get it. But what I'm saying, think about it this. Think about this, though. I can't even think of the strength coach's name. But anyway,
2: yeah, I forget his name. It was um, I can't think. It was so long ago.
3: Chris something. He, right, he got hired by Urban Meyer. In the moment that he got hired by Urban Meyer because he had, you know, racial slurs and did some stuff with players at Iowa and the whole deal and was eventually let go there and but hired by Urban. As soon as Urban hired him, what type of blowback was the response from some of those players in that locker room? Massive. Massive. Chris
2: Doyle. Chris Doyle was his name. Chris
3: Doyle. Massive. And that's my whole point when you start to talk about hiring somebody with a track record. Allegedly speaking in a negative light in many ways about many people across all sorts of genders and whatnot and racial uh, tones and uh, hidden language and just all the little tricks that go on. Imagine if you were to hire him again, whether it's college or the NFL. Just imagine that with all of the world. I call it I call it um, United Nations in a locker room because. In the NFL, the locker room got everybody, man. We got a little bit of every race. We got every uh, uh, gender in our locker room. We got it all. In the building, we got mothers. We got fathers. We got blacks. We got whites. We got Hispanic. We got LBGQ. We got so much. Imagine bringing that into a building and trying to sell that to your fan base. I'm with you.
1: Robert in Virginia, or you're on with Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio.
0: Well, thanks for taking my call. And I, I just want to say I, I played high school and college football at a very high level and, and had some of the best black teammates. And I always just cherish that. And, you know, there's no way Gruden pens those things without believing him because I've always been so sensitive because obviously people have different opinions. But I just I just did a big post on Facebook saying, you know, John, I don't buy it. You wouldn't depend those things if you didn't believe it. And i it makes me sick because I always liked Gruden, and I thought he would really be a cool dude around blacks. But to, to say those things or think that's funny, i just it, it disgusts me, and I don't think he should ever coach again.
3: But you just said the key word, a cool dude around blacks. He was always a cool dude. He ain't never, like I said before, he's never said anything out of pocket in front of me at least as a former player who won a Super Bowl with him, uh, Max, he's never said anything out of pocket around me. You know what else, Keith? But that's not the – that's not what's scary. Right. The scary part is when I don't know who you are. Right. And then I find that's out great. who you yeah, are you. later. This yeah. is what's
1: interesting to me, guys, is is it, it's one thing, as I told you. Like, um, I remember um, – Mel Gibson had an incident where he cursed out a, a cop who'd pulled him over and the cop was, he thought the cop was Jewish, I think, and said all these things. And as a Jewish person, it didn't even offend me because I understood he was angry and just spouting angry things at, at a target who, and whatever stuff was coming out from inside him, okay, fine. That's not why I don't like Mel Gibson. I have other reasons. But but the point is, that incident, when in the, in the heat of the moment, people will say angry things, even if they harbor certain feelings, it doesn't, uh, those things don't offend me, but in, when it's calculated, when it's an email, you have time to sit down, think, put it in writing, and then key, you're sending it to a high-ranking official in another organization, meaning you believe you have a sympathetic ear. So you, a powerful figure in your industry, sent, puts down in writing this stuff and sends it to an audience you think will be receptive to it. That
3: reflects a culture. Yeah. That we shouldn't want. And and on top of that, not to drag others into this, though, Jay, but if you look at the history and just follow the breadcrumbs and the connection of the dots. If you look at the history of the Washington commanders and the things that they have done in that organization, but you also look at the history of Bruce Allen, the former general manager of the Washington commanders, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Oakland Raiders who brother was the governor of Virginia once upon a time who had to retire and step down from the political world because some things very similar, okay, to what those emails alluded to from John and you all start connecting the dots. Come on, man. Those conversations don't just, you don't just wake up in the middle of the night trying to have conversations. If it's not something that occurs on a normal basis, because okay. you think you can do it and you 'll never be caught because it's your boys
2: and key here's the last thing i 'll say about this as we get to more callers though that's why it makes me feel like John Gruden deservingly so, but was the fall guy like it was there's something bigger
1: and deeper there that's essentially his lawsuit against the NFL is that he's you know, being singled like out that is being covered up. Join the conversation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN. Does John Gruden deserve another head coaching job? Keyshawn J. Willimax, ESPN Radio.
0: Listen to Keyshawn J. Willimax live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are.
6: slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com help, slash unsportsmanlike.
4: For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done.
1: So LeBron James, yes, Sports Illustrated guy. He's to until he's 70. Here's the quote. You want me to read the, co- read the quote?
4: Yes. Yes, I want you to read the quote.
1: I'd definitely be looking at who got first-round picks in 2024, 2025, things of that nature, 2026, 27. What? I pay attention to that type of stuff. He added... I feel like I could play for quite a while, so it's all up to my body, but more importantly, my mind. If my mind can stay sharp and fresh and motivated, then the sky's not even a limit for me. I can go beyond that, but we shall see. Here's I the am question. God! <laughs> yeah, he's getting carried away a little bit. Here's
3: I am the, the king!
1: Question. Here's the question. Could he still be a top 10 player in his mid-40s? If Tom Brady is. Could LeBron... Jay, what do you think? It's mid 40s?
2: I mean, he's. What's that, like five years, six years from now? What mid 40s is like seven years. Well, he's let's say. 30, 40, 41, he's 42. 30, he's
1: turning 38, right? 44, 5, and 6 is mid 40s. So 44. So, so how many years is that so six from now? That's what I'm saying. Six years? Six
2: yeah. years? He's six just three. turning
1: 38. I don't know if he could be top I'll, 10. Six years? What about top 20? What about top 20? Not No to top
2: 20? No.
1: Are you sure he's not the
2: best at right now? Forty-four years but old, six years from now. Yeah, yeah. Six. who's been in the league nineteen years already? What yeah. 19, 20 years? I'll never go against. He's still healthy. I'll, I'll never go against,
3: against a LeBron James. <laughs> I seen Jerry Rice at forty-something years old, man. Yeah, it don't, It don't. It don't. It ain't the same. Yeah, Jerry Rice could have been the fifth receiver, sixth receiver, up one, active one week, down the next. I mean, T.O. just ran a, 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 what, a four five in T- and, T- T- and guess thing. what? And T.O. Straight, straight in, line. In, in, in that straight line. And again, T.O. could be active one week. Not active. He, is T.O. good enough to play 30 snaps in a game? Yes. Yes. Yes, he's good enough to play 30
1: snaps. I'll tell you what. I believe in. 2 years LeBron will still be a top 20 player. I feel confident. But in you didn't that.
3: say 2, you said 6. No, 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 I know.
1: But I'm just trying to extrapolate like in 2 years could he be a top 10 player? I think it's possible in 2 years he yes. could be a top two 10 years, player. 2 years he
3: going to be a two top years, 10 player. Yeah. So let's I'm say you're
1: that. top 10, you're 7 or 8 2 years from now. Could you be top 12 or 13 2 years from then? You know what I mean? Like it's possible mm, that he could I be top 20. It's possible. It's unlikely, but also he could he could just be I remember Sean Kemp was a decent post up player when he not was not at forty five.
2: Yeah, but dog, like, the, look at the wear and tear he's had on his body the last two years. Yeah, forty five
3: though, Max. Yeah, that's man, that's crazy. Not twenty five.
1: No, I know. That's different. I can't. I don't
3: I give I a damn, damn what Tom Brady telling y'all he do. Well, he could still be in the league though at forty five. Yeah,
1: still be in the yeah. league. Yeah, Keyshawn J. Will, and Max, we are Giannis back in ten in the seconds.
3: Yeah,
2: I'm
1: Keyshawn up. J. and oh, Max, ESPN love. Radio, the ESPN app, check mm-hmm. it out.
2: You sure saw the other one, Key. The other one we were talking about, Bill yeah. Belichick. He caught me again. He had, so, I caught him again. He
1: has he had his arms, arms
2: folded. folded, very tight, like and was swaying back and forth. Like huh,
6: huh, you're not going to tell <laughs> me anything. <anyway." laughs>
3: <laughs> Jay is the worst. Is so good, so good. Yeah man. yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. is it Friday yet? Give me some jerk chicken, some rice and peas, man. Some cabbage. Ooh, sit by that beach. I'll be eating all that. Some curry goat. Aki fish. I can fish. (laughs) Now, let me stop for y'all. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can fish. Hey, Key, you really from... uh...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Brian in Hartford. You're on with Keyshawn J. Willamax, ESPN Radio.
7: Morning, guys. Nice to uh, get on. First-time caller. What's up, baby? uh, John, John Gruden... You know, had uh, his opportunity, and one of the things I've learned in my 64 years is that just because I accept an apology, that doesn't mean I gotta invite you over for Christmas dinner. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm.
3: So
0: you,
7: there's so there's a way to tell mm-hmm. people to go to hell, but have them looking forward to the trip. Mm. Take on John Gruden. He had an opportunity. It, chances are, if you look deep enough, you're gonna find some skeletons in the closet, and we all have skeletons. But what kind of skeletons are they? And, and, and I, I really think that uh, you know there's a there's a problem in the NFL that uh, you know ownership and the upper echelons of coaching by some. You
3: know uh, by some guys it's just it's not right all right look um Yeah, some some you know it's not he he's right though you, you can you could uncover a lot and find a lot of skeletons in a lot of people's closets, but I promise you there are certain people closets you're not gonna find that type of behavior in mm-hmm. they have different it, it skeletons. Just, you're just different. Yeah. I got different skeletons. You ain't yeah. you ain't gonna never find nothing like find that about that. me. I think one of the <clears throat>
1: reasons that some people um you know there's this they've turned like woke don't into a bad either, word, right? Is because <laughs> there's a sense that cancel culture is at a point where there are certain third rails you can't touch. And if you touch them, now you're disqualified from civil society or your chosen profession. And to me, I also don't like
3: cancel culture wait hold on a second
1: yeah key I get it but I also don't like cancel culture in that respect but to me I gotta hear some real contrition and understanding and acknowledgement of what went of what they did and 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 how they need to correct it and from Gruden his language tells me he distances himself it from sounded It sounded entitled. It like did still sound still entitled, entitled. Like like it Pretty sounded rich. when he says the, as though the email did it and he didn't do it. That's my issue. But, Key, I know you have others. You can't trust the guy, you know, uh, if you wouldn't send your kid to go play for him if he was the coach of a college program. David in North Carolina. No, no I'm
3: sitting in my living room.
1: Right. David in North Carolina, What's where up, are you on
3: this?
2: Good morning, everybody. Um just wanted to say i also played in high school at a medium level in college division two and you know normally at your coaches the your leader you know you everything that comes out of his mouth is like gospel uh somebody like him right now there's absolutely no way i could respect him as a coach in any way shape or form i would probably just put on take my uniform put it in there and disappear because um the old saying, what don't come out in the wash will come out in the rinse and um you never know what he's actually thinking about you as a player and as a person. So how could you ever respect him?
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. I agree with you on that. I think, I, I think this key, that's what you're talking about, why
3: you wouldn't trust them and well, trust hard, your kid. It's, with hard, it's, it's hard, Max, to align and go to battle for somebody that you know is this way. Especially, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, you're worried about you, somebody you just not- know, even if he says – you know, and people come to his defense, oh, I've never heard him say these words. I've never heard him say none of that. Never, ever. But the fact of the matter is, I see it, right? And it's in writing. And you're in court battling over information that's being leaked about you. It's hard to ignore that. Yeah. Yeah, I I
2: a lot of attention is on John Gruden, which is deserving, but I do not want to let my foot up off the NFL's neck as it relates to the overall responsibility I feel like the league has as a whole. Like I, I really agree with the last caller where he was talking about it's, it. seems like there's a lot of issues, and this is one of them. they got a lot of
3: issues. There's no question about yeah, it. The yeah. league has a lot of issues, and they're trying to correct those issues yeah. every single day, I'm sure. Let's slip one last call in, guys. Dana in Richmond, you have about 30 seconds.
7: Hey. hey, what's up, fella? What's going
3: on? Go ahead, Dana. How's go- it going, Keyshawn? What's up, Jay? What's up, What's, Matt? Up, baby? what's going on? Hey, Glad look, look what I say about that. Look what I say about that John Gruden thing.
0: Go ahead and let John Gruden coach for Snyder or that idiot in Miami, the owner, and all the idiots that think like them. Let them go on with them, and then they do their own thing.
3: So we ain't even gotta worry about John Wooden and the stupid stuff. he say all oh, Snyder or oh, the dude, man. Mm-hmm. But let me say this right, this too also, right quick. <laughs> yeah, I was talking about Lamar, Vic
0: and um Lamar Vic and, and Cam. Cam.
1: We got twenty seconds, not I even. Said. Go, go. Tuna, I ain't, I'm starting. All right, man. Long you don't waste All right. You Long want and to talk about? <laughs> Cut back. You have to call oh, back man, tomorrow. You, you have to call back tomorrow. No, we did. But we he gave, gave him twenty seconds. seconds. He was we got in my ear thirty seconds, twenty seconds. seconds, ten seconds. Keyshawn J. X <laughs> Greeny up next. We're back tomorrow six a.m. on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Proof.
6: <laughs>